back, Leafs Nation. Welcome back, hockey fans. Welcome back, listeners. This is the Believers Podcast, and I am your host, Mikey D. So on today's show, a couple of non-Leaf-related notes to go through, uh, and then we'll get into the Leafs talk of it all. Uh, they have played a couple of games uh, to talk about, at least. That's that's a good thing. Um, and then there are, well, the Leafs are on the road, uh, and all in the States. Um, so there are going to be a couple of upcoming games and predictions to go with those as well later on. Uh, and then to wrap up the show, now, lately I've been thinking on doing Q&As on Monday episodes, but today, instead of a q and I'm going to open up 18 packs of Tim Horton's NHL trading card. So right now they're selling the Team Canada ones, but I have 18 of the NHL ones, which I think are the last of the bunch, um, courtesy of the Tim Hortons that I frequent close to work. So on today's show, I want to talk about the Winter Classic, which is this big uh, outdoor event that the NHL hosts every year on New Year's Day. There are a couple of other outdoor games, the Stadium Series games, but those take place just a little bit later on in the season in, uh, in February and in March. Um, but what's special about the Winter Classic is it's always New Year's Day. Um, it's been two uh, rival teams for the most part of it. Uh, and... Usually it's the first game of the day as well. Usually it'll start at 12, 12.30 p.m., uh, maybe 1 o'clock at the latest. But um, uh, this year the scheduling was a little bit different. It started somewhere around 7, maybe 8 p.m. the latest there. Um, but it was still a spectacle, at least from what I'd seen in the highlights. Um, in this year's matchup, it was Minnesota versus St. Louis. Uh, Minnesota was more of the hometown. Um, I'm not sure if they played exactly in Minnesota or just on the outskirts, but Minnesota was definitely uh, the home team. And what I enjoyed about it, at least from the highlight perspective, was, um, well, when it comes to hockey, it's going to go one of two ways. Either it's a close game, a tight goalie match, uh, where the score can be two to one, or one nothing, or it could be a high-scoring game, and the final is like eight six or four to three. Uh, here, the final was six to four for St. Louis. Uh, it, at least from the highlights, again, and it was just St. Louis's game to win, um, because at one point in. The game, well, I mean, the second period, they owned it. Fucking uh, five, four or five to one. Um, and the majority of their goals came in that second period. Um, Minnesota did try to make a bit of a comeback in the third period. Um, but ultimately, again, final was six to four. Uh, but at least just going off of the scoreboard there. You know, all the fans that went and <laughs> had their beers frozen on them, uh, they at least got to see 10 goals. Um, that's, I, 
even if I was on the losing end of that matchup, 10 goals, that's fun, whatever. Um, you only live once, have some fun, you know? Um, <laughs> uh, but I want to talk about their jerseys because um, what's cool about the Winter Classic is um, with these outdoor games, Winter Classic and Stadium Series, is the teams that are playing in these games they get a new jersey made specifically for uh, this game. So for Minnesota, honest to God, it was disappointing. Seeing them in action is a different is a different thing. Uh, they do look good in action, um, but seeing the the image of what the jersey is is just fucking awful. Oh my God. Uh, so it's this kind of dark green jersey. Uh, there's a red stripe on the top shoulders uh, on each side. And uh, so on both arms, uh, going towards the bottom is uh, two striping patterns of white, red, white. Um, and then on the, the main jersey going down the chest, uh, top and bottom, there's striping there, uh, the white, red, white. And then in the middle is there's a lettering on the top and it says MPLS. And on the bottom, it kind of curves up and it says St. Paul. Uh, and then kind of miniaturized in the middle, squeezed in the lettering is the state of Minnesota, says MN, and there are two stars on the sides. Um, I guess the stars could be the nod towards the uh, Minnesota North Stars, but honestly, had they had chosen the route Minnesota went with, uh, with their reverse retro, which was essentially the Minnesota Wild jersey, uh, that Cougar and like Tree Force Sun in, in the background, whatever, if they went with that, but then with the Minnesota North Stars colors, which is essentially the subway restaurant color scheme of green and, and and yellow if they went with something like that again that would probably work a lot better this is like it, it this has an old school feel to it but just the uh, i'm i'm not sold on the lettering like they definitely could have done some so much more something better um again with the, the their reverse retro they, they took what they have now, but they implemented what they had before. And and it blended really well. Now this, it, it feels like they're trying to take something from the past. Um, and and it's that you can definitely see it in, in the design. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not sold on this jersey. Um, it, if anything, it does look good in action, and that's a whole different thing because you're seeing the jersey on the ice. The, the color scheme is okay, um, but it's, again, when you bring up the image on Google here of the jersey itself, it's just like, oh, oh, what the hell? Um, but St. Louis, on the other hand, um, now they did play it safe, but I feel like at least out of these two jerseys, they would be, they would be the winner. Uh, so with their jersey, it's pretty much 
a St. Louis away jersey, which is it's just a white jersey uh, striping on the top with the blue and a tiny yellow stripe. Uh, and then on the arms is a yellow, blue, yellow stripe on, on both arms. Um, and then the old school St. Louis Blues logo where it's uh, the main note going down is a lot more thinner. Um, it does, and even the, the white, the main part of the white, it doesn't look like the clean, fresh white of what a regular away jersey looks like. This kind of looks like, um, kind of like an off-white. There's, there's just something about it. It doesn't feel like a regular away jersey. Um, but this does look like a nice jersey. Now, um... Despite it looking like a regular away jersey, it's just, again, out of the two jerseys, Minnesota's and St. Louis's, um, at, at least with this one, it looks more like um, what a classic jersey should look like um, or what a winter classic uh, special jersey should look like. Um, it's If anything, it, it would have been nice to see a bit more done with the main logo because like the striping is really nice that blue and yellow color scheme does work um maybe if they added in uh a circle with the um that arch that's out in st louis there if they added that in behind the note uh maybe it would have been a look looked a lot more fuller um it, it if anything it, it still does look nice and out of the again out of the two uh, St. Louis got the, uh, <laughs> they get the style points in this match. Okay, so moving on, um, I've talked about a couple of, like, just these wonderful highlight real goals, uh, in the season so far. We've got two from Connor McJesus, and we got the cool friggin', um, <clears throat> Uh, that Michigan style goal, well, the assist from Trevor Zegras, uh, and scored by his teammate Milano, uh, just uh, just a few odd weeks ago there. Um, but now we have this friggin' uh, new goal in this conversation from Kale friggin' McCarr off of Colorado. He is uh, honestly, he's one of the. Uh, rising star defenseman in the league today. Uh, he's got about 15 goals or so, and he's a defenseman. Like, um, it it is not that common for a defenseman to score this many goals in a season. Uh, and not only that, but the way this goal happens, it it does not feel like it's a defenseman at all. It. Honest to God, it's 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 definitely in the conversation of like this guy is up there with McDavid, um, and and I guess if anything, I I have heard this comparison that this goal kind of feels like what basketball would be like on ice, and it it kind of does have that feel to it. Um, so what happens is McCarr has the puck, he's coming around uh, Chicago's net. They were. Uh, Colorado was playing Chicago, and, and this was in overtime. And McCarr is coming around the net with the puck, and Kirby Doc 
of the Chicago Blackhawks is like, okay, I'm gonna be, uh, I'm gonna be on your ass. I'm gonna tail your ass. I'm gonna get the puck, whatever. And, <laughs> and fucking McCarr comes all the way around the net and comes up the uh, sides here, and friggin' just he he hits the brakes and he pauses right on the spot. And he turns around and he just dashes for the net, completely undressing Kirby fucking Doc. And and he just, um, McCarr just does, uh, does these dirty-ass angles and kind of just backhands the, uh, the puck into the net. And it's, it is absolutely insanity. Now, <laughs> like, um... The McDavid goal versus the Rangers, I feel, is it, it, it's got to be the goal of this season. Um, the Milano goal, Zegers assist, has to be like maybe it's second. This is this is got to be tied for second, if not easily third. Uh, that was just such a treat. Uh, honest to God, if if you can watch the highlight, I highly recommend it. Um, and again, we're not even, we're not even halfway through the season and we've got four, f yeah, four highlight real goals to, to have in this conversation and, and Kale McCarr, thank you good sir for adding to the conversation. Okay. And now for some that should definitely put a smile on your face. Um, <laughs> there's this fucking funny fighting call. Um, so in a game where the San Jose Sharks were playing against the Detroit Red Wings, uh, there was a fight that happened very early on in the game. It was about two or three minutes into the first period. And, and yeah, there was this entertaining fight that happened between, uh, Giovanni Smith on Detroit and Middleton on, on the Sharks. And after the fight, the players go to the penalty box and, uh, referee Wes McCauley, he's, he's pretty well known in the NHL. Uh, so he goes to the, uh, he goes to center ice and he gives out the call and he goes five minutes or no, uh, five each for fighting. And, and there's this emphasis on for fighting. It's it, honest to God. It sounds like something out of, uh, Mortal Kombat and <laughs> it's just so, hilarious and and fun to see in, in the league now now the refs do get a lot of shit and rightfully so um for not properly the game I'll, I'll talk a little very little bit about that if talk don't you worry um but at least here like okay he's having some kind of fun and honestly it would be a lot more fun to see more referees doing this kind of thing it would also be nice to see them call properly call the game. Um, but at least with this, like, you know, okay, they go to the center ice, they'll do a little voice and they'll have some fun with it. Yeah, that's okay. I, I, I'm game for that. For fighting! Okay, and so now for what should most likely be the most heartwarming story on today's episode and probably on the show so far. Um... Honestly, I, I do kind of want this show to provide heartwarming stories, positive stories from around the league. 
Uh, and this one is just a genuine definition of that. And so what happened is Vancouver, uh, they played the Seattle Kraken earlier this year. And what happened was there was a Seattle Kraken fan. She was sitting just behind the Vancouver Canucks uh, team bench. And she had noticed this bump on on the assistant uh, equipment manager's neck. Uh, she's going to medical school and she was just like, that looks bad. So she used her phone, she used the notes app to write in a little note to say, hey, that looks bad, you should get it looked at. So he took it to heart and apparently when the team got back to Vancouver, he had it looked at and it was cancerous. It turned out to be dangerous. And what's just really cool is apparently the team, they went on social media and they kind of went on the Cinderella hunt for for that fan and, and they found her. And <laughs> what's just so cool is the uh, the Kraken and the Canucks they combined together. They gave her ten thousand uh, dollars towards her medical education. Which I, I I how do you hate that? That is heartwarming on both sides. I that's just that's lovely. That's lovely. I hope that story made your day. It made mine. And uh, so that's all the non-leaf notes for this episode. And now to get into the main course of it all, Leafs talk. Um, <laughs> so there's only two games to really talk about. Uh, they played Edmonton on Wednesday and Colorado on Saturday. Um, so with Edmonton on Wednesday, it was a bit of a tearjerker. It was Zach Hyman's first game as an Edmonton Oiler uh, facing against the Leafs. If anything, what was funny was Zach Hyman like um, didn't really have any dangerous chances against the Leafs. Maybe the maybe the one, uh, yeah, maybe like one or two at most. But even then, uh, it it didn't feel like it was gonna go in. Uh, maybe a part of that is just I trust uh, Jack Campbell and Net. Um, but, uh, like, for example, like, when it comes to the Leafs and the Ottawa Senators, uh, at least, you know, after we traded uh, Connor Brown to them, traded Connor Brown, Toronto Maple Leaf legend Connor Brown to the Sens, and Brown just turns into this fucking all-star whenever, uh, whenever he plays against the Leafs, and... Even though Zach Hyman did have a really good year, at least at the at the start of this year, he was really hot with uh, with Edmonton. Um, I don't know. He he felt pretty invisible on the ice tonight. Um, but what was funny was um, friggin' the Leafs uh, got some heat from the middle six. Got some, a couple of goals from uh, Mikheyev. Um, and well, even though he got one in uh, in the Colorado game, um, honestly, I, I don't know what it is, but something seems to have sparked for Ila Mikheyev, where 
kind of similarly to uh, Vladimir Tarasenko of St. Louis, um, the player asked for a trade. There doesn't really seem to be any real big issues with the teams they're with. It's just, um, it, at least in the case of Mikheyev, uh, he just wanted more of an offensive role. Um, but now it's now that he's scoring, he's he's gelling. Um, I honestly, I hope he stays. Like trade him in the off season, I guess. Um, but it's it's nice to see that he's getting a couple of goals, uh, and, and he's been injury ridden in the few years he's been with the Leafs, uh, especially in his rookie year, getting his hand slashed, and just recently. Uh, his thumb was uh, just worked on, um, but it's nice to see him getting a co- uh, getting some action, heating up, and uh, Kerfoot as well. Um, and what's funny is Kerfoot was placed on the top line since Marner's been on COVID protocol. Now, I I can understand a bit of Kerfoot being on the top line. He's been producing as well. Um, if anything, I would give uh, Mikay of that chance. I, again, he's hoping for that uh, offensive like star role. Uh, I I would give him the first line just to see how he does. Um, but if anything, he does at least in the few go- uh, goals he scored. He's on the second, third line, whatever. Um, but again, just because he's he's been doing so good, I I would reward him. I would put him on the top line, uh, if not for a game, at least for a couple of shifts uh, during a game. And so after that four-two win against Edmonton, uh, <laughs> Nick Ritchie went went on waivers, and honestly, I don't think it's how. Any Leaf fan, player, or even in the management expected it to go uh, with this Nick Ritchie experiment. Um, But what this does is it clears up a little bit of cap space for the Leafs. Um, No one claimed Nick Ritchie while he was on waivers. So he can be sent down to the Marlies. Um, But if anything, he did play with the team on Saturday. Uh, he did have a bit of a, um, a mixed bag of a game on Saturday where he, he did get a goal and it was, again, after being placed on waivers and then playing the very next game, um, scoring a goal like that, that should build your confidence. But what happened was right in the dire parts of the game near the end of it, um, he, he takes a dumb penalty, um, which ultimately led to the, the Leafs losing. But uh, honestly, I, I would still keep, well, I, I guess bring him down to the Marlies, let him find himself. Um, but just, oh, that, that penalty was such a bummer. Um, it, it, it was weird at first because I didn't know who the hell got the call. Um, but then seeing when, oh shit, it's Richie going to the box. It was like, oh, come on. No. Um, 
you did so good getting the goal. Um, honestly, uh, if he does come back, I, I would be just cautious. Like, please don't take another penalty, whether it's a, like, okay, that was a good call or, oh, come on. That was a stupid call. Um, I, I would give him the chance, but again, as long as he refines himself, uh, amongst the Marlies. And now I guess to talk about the, uh, PTSD that happened on Saturday night, the Leafs were up four to one in the third period. No, uh, well, they were up four to one and then Colorado came back. 4-2, 4-3, Oh, fuck me. And it's it's the dog going to war meme. Like, fucking... And, and what is just ridiculous is Jack fucking Campbell gave the highlight save of the century. He... Like, the puck is being shot by an avalanche player. And Campbell, just with this fucking humpback whale of a, of a jump to save the puck. It is the coolest fucking save ever. Um, and it's, with a save like that, you should win the game. Honestly... With, ah, uh, oh my god. With a save like that, you should win not just the game. You should win the series. You should win the fucking cup. It is not that fucking difficult with a save like that. Um, if, if that is what your goalie has, like, you are going far in the playoffs. Um, honest to god... Um, if anything, I can't understand, okay, they played Colorado and Colorado is the cup favorite in the West. Now, the, the thing is when the Leafs played Colorado previously earlier this season, uh, the Leafs curb stomped them eight to three and that was completely unexpected. I was... I was thinking like, okay, it'll be a closer game, like one goal, maybe two at most. And and then the Leafs just curb stomped them. Uh, and then for this game, like it, I go in with the same expectations again because the Colorado Avalanche are a cup favorite fucking team. Uh, they're a team you don't sleep on. Um, yes, even in my predictions here, I'll, I'll give the winner to the Leafs side, but that's again... We come here to believe for the best. Um, but I had my doubts like, oh shit, maybe, you know, maybe they might win. But um, especially when you're up four to one. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I really don't know. I just, if anything, uh, it, it was a fun game from both teams. Uh, it, the only real thing that I that seemed um, dumb and and just ridiculous was 
the officiating, like they're not calling the proper calls or it's like when they are calling something, it's like you won't call one thing, but you'll call the other. Um, honestly, as, as someone in the profession of that, like I need to call it every single thing that, that happens, um, it, it blows my mind when referees won't call the full game for what it is. Like I can understand a missed penalty here or there. That's a human error. That will happen. But when it becomes so obvious that it's like it's right in front of you, come on, do something. Um, it's it's fucking ridiculous. Now I I I don't know if that's like the league needs to change and and find some new voices, find some new uh, faces and new referees that will call the game. But there needs to be some kind of change uh, within the refs, honestly, because, like, call the game for what it is. Um, But, yeah, Matthews got two goals. That was fun to see. Uh, Even though he was on the Hattie watch, um... Richie got a goal, yeah, after uh, being placed on waivers. Uh, Kerfoot, uh, again, he's been producing. He's been looking good as well. Um, But ultimately, the Leafs lost this one 5-4 in overtime. So um, it it, it is a bummer, yes, again, because they had 4-1 lead. There goes my PTSD. Um... (laughs) Um, but, uh, honestly, uh, we still got a pity point out of it. So whatever. Um, honestly, if anything, uh, horrible refereeing on the side, I would definitely be down, sign me up for a seven game series Leafs versus Avalanche in the Stanley cup finals. I feel that would be electrifying hockey to watch. Fuck. Yeah. So, yeah, so the Leafs are on the road. Uh, they have a couple of upcoming games that, at least as of this recording, uh, unless I've missed anything, these games are still on schedule to be played. Uh, please correct me on Twitter, social media, if I'm wrong. Uh, but they'll be playing the Vegas Golden Knights uh, Tuesday night at 10. If you're listening to this, it is most likely tonight at 10 p.m. Um <laughs> Uh, They play Arizona Wednesday night, and then they play St. Louis on Saturday night. Uh, So for the predictions, uh, honestly, I'm not too sure how Vegas has been doing this year. They're a team I I haven't really kept up a lot with this year, um, outside of maybe like one or two games. Um, But I'm going to predict that the Leafs will win 3-1. There we go. And... I'm going to say for the Arizona game on Wednesday, uh, Arizona is just an awful team. Yes, they look good with the Kashina logo back. Whether they're home or away jerseys, the Kashina is just beautiful. Um, but that's just a horrible hockey team. I'm going to say the Leafs curb stomped them 8-2. to two. Uh, And then Saturday night against St. Louis, um... I feel St. Louis has been on a bit more of a 
of an upswing. Um, so you know what? I, I, I kind of hope that one's a close game. It'd be nice to see a, a, a close match on a Saturday night. So I'm going to say that's a 6-5 Leafs win. Okay, and now uh, for the most fun part of, yeah, the most fun part of the show, I'm going to open 18 packs of <laughs> Tim Hortons hockey cards. Uh, honestly, I don't know if there will be a winner card in this, another Jersey Relic card. Uh, I kind of hope there is. That would be sick. Okay, so this first pack, oh no, Jake Gunsel on Pittsburgh. I only said oh no because he's on Pittsburgh. I just I don't know. I'm not a fan of Crosby and until he retires I'm just not a fan of that team. Uh, like the Yager era Penguins I, I'm okay with because Crosby's not on them. I just I'm not a fan of Crosby. I'm sorry. Um Okay, this one's cool. I know this is a double, but this one's just... It's a really cool subset. Uh, it's the Superstar Showcase. These shiny silver cards. Connor McJesus. That is... Man, that's a... Yeah, that's a pretty card. And the last card is Pavel Buchinex. The right wing on the Rangers. I... Eh, it's a double. That's maybe a triple. Definitely a double. All right, pack number two. Who do you got in you? Ah, oh, fuck. Patrice Bergeron, you gotta be kidding me. Fuck that guy. Uh, holy shit, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a golden card, Jack Eichel. Uh, on the Buffalo Sabres. That one's just kind of bad timing since he got traded to Vegas. Uh, but these gold cards are really cool. And final card is Sean Monahan on the Calgary Flames. That's not bad. Definitely a double, but not bad. Pack number three. Come on. Daddy wants another jersey card. Come on. Austin Matthews. Let's go, baby. All right, first card is Nikolai Ellers, left winger on the Winnipeg Jets. That's all right. I I actually don't think I have this card yet. I definitely got to go through the collection, but I don't think I have them yet. Uh, okay, second one, it's another superstar showcase. He's shiny silver card of Patrick Kane. Um... I want to say I like it, but after this whole fiasco with uh, uh, Kyle Beach, I I kind of doubt Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze. Like, I, I don't have them up to the standard that I had them at previously. Um, yeah. Cool looking card, though. Uh, and then finally, Thomas Hurdle, center on the San Jose Sharks. Uh, yeah, that one's pretty cool. I, the Sharks, you know what? The Sharks have really nice jerseys. They got a sick-ass logo. As a, as a child of the 1990s, I love the San Jose Sharks and, and the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Like, those old-school logos, I just, oh, I love it. All right, who do we got in this pack? 
We got Samuel Goddard, defenseman on the Colorado Avalanche. I Yeah, I don't think I got this guy either. That looks different. Uh, go through the uh, collection, see what I got. Oh, this is nice. This is this is definitely new. Um, so it's a canvas subset. So it, it kind of has more of a painting feel to it of Connor McDavid. Now, I know for sure I have one or uh, two at least of Nathan McKinnon. Uh, this has definitely got to be the first of Connor McDavid. That is a nice card. Hell yeah. Uh, and finally, hello. Toronto Maple Leaf legend Mitch Mitchell Marner. I he is still on COVID protocol. Hopefully he recovers well and and returns to the team soon. It'll it'll be nice to have his playmaking tenacious skills back. All right, we're on pack number I don't know anymore. And we got John Carlson, defenseman on the Washington Capitals. I think I have you. I think. I know for sure I've got to find time to go through the collection again. Uh, okay, we got for the special card here, it's a photo finish. Uh, the Dallas Stars goaltender, uh, Dennis Gurninov. Um, uh, it. Or no, right wing. Sorry, he's a right wing. It's just the goaltenders also in this. Uh, or it looks like their goalies in this shot. Um, yeah, no, with it with these photo finish. I know I have all fifteen of these cards in the set. <laughs> this was like the first subset I had finished. <laughs> uh, and then finally, Bo Horvat of the Vancouver Canucks. That is nice. Right on. Right on. All right, another pack moseying on along here. I bet unwrapping these packs sounds so professionally on this new microphone. Oh, my devil's buddy's going to love this. Ty Smith, defenseman of the New Jersey Devils. He's got this look on his face like, oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, that's, a, that's still a cool card, though. <coughs> um, oh, shit. No way. Uh, so it's a photo finish. I, again, I have all the cards in this set. Uh, I just I know someone that's a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. Uh, they're definitely going to get a kick out of this one. This, this one's Stephen Stamkos holding up the Stanley Cup. Now, I, I think this is the first time... Tampa won the cup because the hat that he is wearing looks very similar to the one that I had ordered uh, after Tampa won the cup in the bubble playoffs. Uh, that's a really cool shot. I know it's a, this is definitely a double for sure. I got to hit him up. I got to see if he wants this one. That's it, It's still a really cool shot. These photo finish cards are sick. Uh, and then finally, Brady Kachuk. I... <laughs> I know it's a reg, um, a double, triple, whatever. Because when I pulled the Jersey Relic Brady Kachuk card in one of those uh, packs that I had opened, there was the golden Brady Kachuk card. And then there was another regular Bra uh, Brady Kachuk card. So <laughs> I don't think I have enough Brady Kachuk cards. <laughs> uh, okay. 
Oh, Jesus. I don't know why they're getting harder to open as I continue on here. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Oh. Feels like Christmas morning opening all this shit. All right. J oh, that's nice. Jacob Markstrom, goaltender on the Calgary Flames. Oh. This is a double, but this is nice. So it's the red card, the red specialty card. Tim Horton himself, the uh, donut legend, defenseman of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Hell yeah. That is beautiful. And then finally, Ryan Getzlaff. Nice. I, You know what? Mitch Marner and Tim Horton, that's uh, a couple of Leafs. It's not bad. Um, if anything, it would be nice to pull another Jersey Relic card of a Maple Leafs player. Cough, cough, wink, wink. Alright. Simon Varlamov, goaltender of the New York Islanders. And then, uh, photo finish Leon Dreisaitl of the Oilers. Um, and then Nick Schmaltz center on the Arizona Coyotes. Oh, and he's in the, uh, the, uh, well, it's the, the Kashina logo, uh, but it's a home jersey, so most of the jersey is black. Uh, it looks like there's a specialty patch just onto the side of the, of the primary logo of 25 years in Arizona, which that's, yeah, that's sick. That's nice. Alright. Uh, Duncan Keith of the Chicago Blackhawks. Ugh. Okay, you know what? We're going to have a quick little discussion because of this card that I have pulled. So it's a Hockey Heroes. It is a 3D card. So if you move it, there's a bit of motion that goes to it. And it's David Pasternak on the Boston Bruins. Now... Boston is, you know, I'm a Leafs fan and what they've done to us. But God damn it, I love David Pasternak. He is uh, such, uh, like, he, he is a lot of fun to watch. Uh, the playmaking skills that he has and the goals that he scores. Yeah, there is a couple of the, the big empty, or almost empty net goals that he had missed on. Um, but I mean, that, that, that kind of shit will happen in time. Um, but, oh man, that is sick. I, fuck, I hate Boston, but I love this player. That is sick. Oh, god damn it. It would be sick to see him in the blue and white. It really would be. That is awesome. That is definitely a new card. And then, <laughs> I mean, that's not a Jersey Relic card, but I'll fucking take it. And, uh, finally... <laughs> Uh, Shea Theodore, defenseman on the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, he's in the away jersey. That is, their away jersey is nice. Their home jerseys are nice. Um, yeah, even their logo is nice. The, uh, the V helmet, it looks cool. Vegas did everything right. Okay, so the following pack here, we got defenseman Seth Jones. And, oh, <laughs> I said I have a double of it, and here's another double. 
So it's the uh, canvas subset. So it's the, the painting uh, subset, Nathan McKinnon. I, I know that's a double, but it's, it's just, it's such a cool subset to have. Uh, and then finally, right wing on the Capitals, Anthony Mantha. Um, yeah, all right, moving on. We're getting, we're getting closer, holy shit. There's four, five, six, seven. okay, so after this one, there's seven more to open. We're almost there. <laughs> shit, this is a lot, man. Okay, so we got uh, Darnell Nurse, defenseman on the Oilers. Nice, nice. Oh, my, my devil's buddy. You're going to love this one. It's So it's a pro motion uh, card. So it's the player smack dab in the middle. Uh, there's this um, kind of like shiny. No, well, not shiny, but just uh, uh, sunshine coming from behind them. Like it's yellow and orange. Uh, it, it does look kind of cool. Uh, Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes. Very cool, very cool. And finally, Elias Pettersson of the Vancouver Canucks. That one's really cool. I like Pettersson. Pettersson and Brock Brozier on Vancouver. They are, honestly, they are Vancouver's uh, Mitch and Austin. Like, they are just, they are a fucking duo. And they're two great players on their own. All right. And now, uh, for the next pack here... Left winger, Zach Parise, which, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, he just got traded to, I think, the Islanders. I, he got traded out of Minnesota. And, oh, this, fuck, this fucking guy. It's, uh, it's a red shiny card. Brad Marchand. <clears throat> fucking rat. <laughs> and finally, Connor Hellebuck, goaltender of the Winnipeg Jets. Pretty cool, pretty cool. All right, continuing on. We're almost there. We're almost at the end. We're almost at the end. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. All right, and first card in this set is left winger Artemi Panarin. Uh, left winger of the Rangers. That's pretty cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've pulled a lot of these canvas cards out so far. Uh, so it's, yes, the canvas card of Matthew Kachuk. I think this is a new one as well. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I don't have Matthew Kachuk yet. Um, but that is, uh, honestly, just seeing it, it, it's really nice and it feels uh, very nice to hold. Like, it doesn't feel like a regular card. These canvas cards feel uh, nice to hold as well. And finally... Uh, this one is a regular Nathan McKinnon. That's just a sick card. Fuck yeah. And alrighty. We're in the final five. So this is the fifth final pack. And we got Anzi Kopitar of the Los Angeles Kings. That's sick. No, it's not Jack Hughes. But it is a Superstar Showcase shiny silver card. Quinn Hughes. Uh, he plays on the Vancouver Canucks, whereas his brothers play on the Devils. Uh, and then finally, Jacob Markstrom. <laughs> I, I mean, with 18 packs, 
I'm not surprised with how many doubles are popping up. And, well, I mean, with how many cards I already have, too. Um, it's just 18 packs. It would be nice to get one jersey card. Come on. Or, fuck, maybe a signature card. Come on. Something. Something cool. Something. Let me scratch a code, goddammit. <laughs> okay, so this pack. Uh, Kirill uh, Kaprizov, left winger on the uh, Minnesota Wild. That one's cool because he's... Uh, I, I, fuck, I think he actually got injured. I, I want to look more into it. Um, but I swear he, he just recently got hit. Um, might be out. But uh, he has been one of the more brighter spots on the Minnesota Wild this year. Uh, okay, and then secondly, the special card. It's the red shiny card. It's Harvey Panarin. <laughs> uh, and then finally... Tory Krug, defenseman of the St. Louis Blues. No, he is not in the Winter Classic jersey. He's just in a regular away St. Louis jersey, which, yeah, nice looking jersey. All right. Third, final pack. I don't, yeah, I, I don't think I'm getting the winter card. That was, that was fun, though. Alright, <laughs> a regular Elias Pettersson card, what I just pulled a few moments ago. Uh, photo finish, Patrick Line. Okay, this one's a little interesting, because uh, he's in the reverse retro. So, uh, this was during the bubble season. Uh, all the teams were playing in their respective... Um, divisions and when it came to Columbus their uh reverse retro is it's mainly a red jersey which is just weird because they're the blue jackets uh and then a white stripe going across the middle uh they have their alternative logo with the cannon as their shoulder patch that is cool to see what would be an alternative primary logo as a shoulder patch now that's really cool uh and then as their primary logo for this jersey is it's stylized cb and then a hockey stick with a star on top for the j um i don't know maybe if it were blue maybe it would look a lot better um but just seeing it in red it's like, that logo looks kind of cool, if anything. Old school for uh, early 2000s. Um, but if that jersey were blue, I'd probably feel different about it. But, uh, yeah, that's a very clean photo. And then finally, oh, the legend, the man, the myth himself, Alexander Ovechkin. Oh, hell yeah. All right. Second last pack of the 2021-2022 Tim Hortons NHL trading cards. Out of all the Tim Hortons I go to, the, the one I frequent the most was like, yeah, there's 18 left in this box. And I'm like, yeah, I'll take all of them. And I save them for the show here. <laughs> Well, I, I had a vote on Twitter, and the majority of the votes was just do it on the show. So, I hope you guys are enjoying this. <laughs> okay, so in this pack, Sebastian Ajo, centerman on the Carolina Hurricanes. That's 
awesome. Uh, okay, secondly, the special card is a promotion card. Pierre-Luc Dubois. He is in the Winnipeg Jets jersey as he was traded from Columbus to Winnipeg. Uh, so that's cool to see that he's already in a Winnipeg jersey uh, on a hockey card. That's cool. And then finally, uh, I have a buddy that's a Dallas Stars fan. So Miro Hishkinen, I, I hope I pronounced that right, defenseman on the Stars. Um, the Stars have a terrible logo. I said it. That every logo they've had, if anything, the Mike Bonanno Dallas Stars logo was sick, and they they should go back to that. Other than that, they suck. Um, well, I, yeah, I guess if anything else, uh, they have these uh, alternative jerseys that are the the dark with the neon green. Now, yeah, you can make fun of it. Oh, uh, fucking monster drinks, Kyle, and monster trucks, all that shit. Um, I, I kind of enjoy the neon aesthetics and I will die on the hill that every team should have an alternative neon jersey. I'll, you know what, that will probably be a conversation for later on uh, for another episode. That'll be fun. Um, but yeah, you know what, a lot of their logos suck, but the Mike, Mike Badano Dallas Stars jersey logo was sick, and that this alternative neon jersey uh, is sick. And in the final pack of the regular NHL Tim Horton trading cards, right winger on the Vancouver Canucks, Brock Bogier. Nice. Red shiny card, Brady Kachuk, to go with all the other Brady Kachuk cards that I have. And then finally, centerman on the Florida Panthers, Alexander Barkov. Not bad. That was a wild fucking, oh, holy shit. A uh, couple of Leafs, a uh, little bit of history in there with Timmy, Tim Horton, and a uh, little bit of the modern age with Mitchell Magic Marner. Uh, that was fun. That was fun. I... May pull a couple of the Team Canada ones, but not as many as 18. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know what? That was that was fucking fun. Um, and uh, yeah, the Jersey Relic card that is yet to come in. But uh, as far as I know, it, it has been shipped. Um, I got the email for that a while back. Um, but yeah. So that's going to be the Beliefers podcast for today. Uh, you can follow the show on Instagram and on Twitter at Beliefers Pod. Uh, you can follow me on my personal Twitter at Michael underscore Dolson. Uh, and until next week, until whenever the next episode gets recorded, <laughs> uh, be safe, be good, and don't stop believing. Peace.